Hello, welcome to season three of the Pretty Deadly podcast. I'm Susie Colick, the creator of Pretty Deadly Self-Defense, a self-empowerment program through self-defense. I'm a storyteller, a violent crime survivor, and a martial artist. I've used these experiences to develop a program that's tailored for the way women actually learn, the things we actually face, and that's actually fun. Well, I think it's fun. Welcome to episode 56 of the Pretty Deadly Podcast. This is the final episode of season three and of 2020, and the second in our special two-part interview with my teacher, Sensei Chad Minch. In part one, Chad took us through his history of martial arts, from the time he first started training in the U.S. Army in the 1960s, all the way to meeting Shota Tanamura and being invited to train directly with him in Japan. If you recall, the Worldwide Federation of Ninjutsu is called the Bujinkan and is led by Sensei Masako Hatsumi, the recognized grandmaster of ninjutsu. Shoto Tanamura was his top student. At some point, they had a disagreement, and Tanamura left to start his own federation, something almost unheard of and a huge insult in the world of traditional martial arts. After inviting Chad to train with him in Japan, Tanamura asked Chad to represent his federation, the Genbukan, and open the Yamato or Birthplace Dojo in the U.S. Chad was in charge of the Genbukan U.S. division for a few years until he had a disagreement with Tanamura and left. Now, as Chad's student, I've heard many different versions of this story, but I think one thing we've all learned this year is that while there may be only one reality, many different things can be true at the same time. I don't know what the true story is, but I do know this reality, that the sign of a very good teacher is when the student becomes the master. I, I guess we all hold people to our own standards and sometimes it's not the best way to go. I was looking through my things and I came across my letter of resignation from Gimbukan. Uh, to Tanamura Sensei. It's not what I wanted to do, but I had to do it. But even then, I went ahead and I had the courtesy of contacting him and resigning and later met with him. And um, he, uh, he said, well, three years when things pass over, uh, you come back. And I was looking forward to it. Fine. If they could pass over, I'd come back. During those three years, he allowed people to talk smack and get away with it in Gimbukan because they didn't know the reasons I had resigned. Mm -hmm. And a, a lot of people talked a lot of shit and he allowed it. And at that point, and some of the things that I saw, I decided I didn't want to go back to somebody that I considered to be not holding the standards that I thought um, he had or that were the way I looked at things. Um, so I never went back. Um, when I left, I didn't want the schools to follow me. I went to every single school that I was in charge of, and I told each one of the schools um, that um, I just couldn't agree with the politics that were going on in, in Gibuka, 
And so for that reason, I found out that I was leaving and that they were, uh, you know, free to contact Tanamura Sensei directly um, and continue on with Gimbuka. Um, about 75% of the schools stayed with me, uh, even though I didn't want them. I didn't want an organization. I didn't want people. Um, and then little by little, they dropped away. Um, some went back to Gimbukan to further their own situation. And then they dropped away from that also. And I ended up with just a few schools. Um, I never wanted it in or I never wanted to be the head of an organization. I never wanted to be, that's not what I was about. That's not what I wanted. I, I just wanted to share what I had because it had done so much for me. And I didn't expect people to hang on and everybody's got to go their own way. And, and that's good. And as you said, I've always said, be true to yourself and true to the art and everything falls into place. I, my original intention, as you know, uh, was to have a dojo and have a library and all of, because I've collected the notes, the Shodan notes, Nidan, Sandan, et cetera, et cetera, of everybody that has come through. And I wanted to put that into a library to where someone could go ahead and reference it. I have tapes, I have uh, books, I have from all different martial arts because I was in martial arts 18, 20 years before I got into this. Um, I've been 60 years now connected with martial arts. Um, just to give people, my students, uh, the, the possibility of exploring. I mean, I, the, the way I teach and what I teach and how I interpret things and everything else like that, yes. I teach a straight technique as it was taught to me. But I also go ahead and add the outside, my experiences and my knowledge of other martial arts and, and things bringing in, which is the same thing Tagamatsu Sensei has done, same thing Hatsumi Sensei has done, and same thing that uh, Tanamura Sensei has done. It's always done. It's your, and it's brought in, and I call it nimpoized, um, something that is, that is beneficial that we use. And I've been looking at some of the stuff and I'm thinking, we do all of this stuff. We just have a different way of approaching it, but we do it all. All these clowns that get on YouTube and everything else like that, and they show stuff that, uh, it looks cool, man. It really looks cool. But you're gonna die if you try it, especially <laughs> the stuff on Gun to disarm and, and knife. Oh disarm. my God. It's, it, it, and, and what do you do against this? And they've got answers to that. You're going to get yourself killed. <laughs> you know, and that's why I love Master Kim. Okay. Yeah. Because, no, because he, he really does. He puts it into perspective that how stupid your ideas are if this is what you're re uh, what you're relying everything you're basing everything on is right. this idea not the answer you haven't got squat right you've got the beginnings right you know? and uh, so 
all of these, I mean, it's money-making. It, if, if you have to remember these people are, these people are catering to uh, a clientele or, or a public um, that's looking for answers. Um, and they're looking to be told, given the answer of how to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. And in the process, they become very simplistic, very guruish, and they don't put any responsibility on anybody else. They take on the responsibility of giving you the answers, and you're just supposed to follow them. And there is no simplistic answer to it. Yeah, but Sensei, you, you're overlooking the fact, I think, that a lot of people love the academia aspect of things. You know, they love to, you know, Cody was like this, you know, like he was, you know, he knew all the Japanese names for everything and he'd do all the research and the historical blah, blah, blah. And like, you don't do that. You know, I don't, I, I barely remember the Japanese names. I have to look them up all the time. You know, you, you teach. I screw them up all the time. Yeah, you teach very much from a physical aspect in the sense that you let the body lead and you let the body teach and you, mm-hmm. you, you also teach the aspect of trusting the body and the different sensations in the body. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, whether they enter martial arts or yoga or meditation or whatever, they, they get very impatient just sitting and staying in the body as much as you do. You know, they really, they're like, okay, I'm feeling the sensation. I have to go look it up. You know, like they, they, they need to have that academic aspect. They've been kind of indoctrinated in the sense of this is how you learn. You learn through books, you learn through this. And the idea of just allowing the body to teach you is, no, is so uncomfortable for them. But you've got to have, you've got to have, it's the same thing. All right, I give a lesson and I, and I show you something and you do something and you work on it. And that's fine, you've got a foundation. Now you can go ahead and pick up uh, a, a videotape and watch this, or you can go ahead and read about this. In other words, you're related, you've got something to relate to. But uh, I go ahead and, uh, tell you about uh, meditation you do you 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 do um such and such an exercise okay and you practice this meditation is something that you have to practice and you have to lead along it goes that someone grabs it immediately grabs a book and it, it says if you do this you're going to feel this you're going to feel this and you're going to feel this you're going to feel this they will an awful lot of the time they will actually go ahead and create that feeling within themselves because they think they're supposed to and not everybody reacts the same way and that's what i'm hey. saying no it's don't jump ahead of don't jump ahead of what you're capable of it, it's like you can't buy you you can't jump ahead you you've got to go through a process to to fully acquire anything and these Bunjin Khan does the same type of thing. Um, a lot of them do, you know, the ninja, when they were teaching the ninja things, they have, they have the exercises to get you. And I've done a couple of them in, in class from time to time. To, but I don't do them with the idea of 
having it train you. I, I do it so that you can actually feel that there is something, not everybody gets it, but a lot of people can actually, if they're open to it, they can actually say, well, wait a minute, I can sense something. Once a person has gotten taste of something, then they know it exists. You don't have to do any exercises after that. In fact, if you do exercises, my feeling is that what you do is you, you're, you're chasing smoke because mm. you're trying <laughs> to you're trying to recreate um, that which you felt, and you're doing it. You're going to feel it because you're going to make yourself feel it. Right, and that's right, why right. when I when I teach meditation or I tell people about meditation or energy qigong or something like that, um, I, I, I tell them don't pick up any books and start reading about it. And I said there's a lot of information out there, and it's a lot of awful valid information and very good. If you have a foundation in it, then it's beneficial to you. If you're a beginner and you don't have a foundation, a solid foundation, a guided foundation, then reading that book, it's going to tell you what you're going to experience, and you're going to experience that. There's too much of that that jumping ahead, that speed it up. Um, I mean, it serves a purpose, but it also stops people a lot of times from going to where they should go and where they need to go. Uh, otherwise, they, they can be more dangerous than they can be. They can do more harm than they can do good. Um, I agree. You know, and, and I, I guess that's, that's my main point, is that foundations are necessary, exercises are necessary. Uh, that's why I'm a great proponent of traditional martial arts, but not relying on the traditional martial art to, to give you your solution. The traditional martial art gives you the foundation. And that foundation, if you do it properly, will open up and become a never-ending uh, source of new information because you will have that solid foundation of knowing what is. But then you'll also see, oh, wait a minute, hold it. This can be pulled in here. This can be pulled in here. Um, Nimpo or... Um, what we do is not just what you get out of the manual or what you've first gotten out of the manual. It's, it's the kind of thing what you've done. You're, you've expanded some foundation, some foundational knowledge, some understanding that you got through traditional martial arts. And you're putting it to applications that you, that you didn't get you, you, no one told you do this. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the body, your spirit, your understanding of the foundation gave you the, the platform on which you could expand and learn and continue learning. And it's done, uh, Bruce Lee uh, made a big deal of it with Jeet Kune Do. Uh, but his foundation was traditional and classical. And mm -hmm. on that foundation, he built this art of no art, which is not, it was the same as ninjutsu. 
Mm-hmm. It is that which works, works. That which mm-hmm. doesn't, you throw it away. Mm-hmm. But you have to have something to be able to judge. I, I've got, I, I was in my storage room uh, the other day and I pulled out. And some, you made uh, it out? I made it out, believe it or not. But <laughs> I've got right here. Those were instructor classes that I gave a long, long, long time ago. What is that? CDs? Recorded. DVDs? Huh? Pardon? DVDs? Yeah, these are, yeah. And there's probably, I don't know, uh, maybe 40, 50 hours worth here. Um, wow. I didn't take it all the way through, but I took quite a ways through the manual and we stopped recording. But I mean, I, I could take stuff like that. And, and, and in fact, I'm thinking about maybe doing a, a, a blog or a, something and, and putting snippets. And uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, well, I'm in a frustrating situation right now. Well, I think it would be useful if you did. I know when we had the class in the spring with all the students, uh, they were so happy. They were so happy to learn from you. Um, and they got stuff that, that I mean, you know, you know the ABC rule, you know? If you don't get it from Alan, you get it from Brian. If you don't get it from Brian, you get it from Chad. You know, like whoever, whoever makes the most sense with the technique. So all they are only learning from me and in, you know, my particular group because they haven't fully connect. Also, we're so scattered right now because of our lockdowns, but yeah. um, they haven't fully been able to connect yet to everybody else in our family of, of people, but I think any of them would love to, I mean, I think a lot of people would really love your perspective. You know, you've been doing this for so long. And one of the things that that's become more and more clear to me as I continue on my martial arts journey is the it's just sort of the benefit of sticking with one thing. You know, I meet people who are like, yeah, so I've got this black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and I've got a black belt in Jiu-Jitsu and in Taekwondo and in Hapkido and in Muay Thai and then, you know, meanwhile, they're like ranked in a hundred different martial arts. Mm-hmm. And when I say, yeah, so it's just, it's just Nimpo for me. <laughs> and sometimes people, their response is like, really just one, just the one. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of just want to really deeply, deeply understand what it is that I'm doing. I'm not interested in flitting around, you know, and that's but, just but me. The thing is, we're the, we're the original flit-arounds. They yeah, are but... I, I know you can't explain it to them because they don't Yeah, that's not, the, that's not the point that I'm making. The point that I'm making is that you have been, you have immersed yourself in this and explored all these different aspects and angles for so long that your your knowledge is so much deeper than most people's out there and you can articulate it, which is a gift because not everybody can. And I think that there's a lot of people- Except when I get around to plumber's wrenches. Yeah, well, hey, I got it. I just had to make it something more realistic for myself. I mean, trust me, when you were like, 
It's like changing the lug nuts on a tire. I was like, that looks like me handing somebody 10 bucks, dude. <laughs> That's something I don't ever do. <laughs> so my idea is probably to put it up on a kind of private link uh, that I will uh, make available to um, my students, the few that I have left. Um, well, but I just, I, I feel really bad because I've got so much information and I think to myself, I've got no protégés. I thought, um, you know, at first, I, I thought, hell, I, I thought I'd have somebody out there, but I don't. And that's, you know, probably my own damn fault. I'm a, a bit of a curmudgeon and difficult to get along with. Um, I don't want to blame by myself, but, um, uh, you know, I, I have no protégés, um, no one working with me now. And truth of the matter is, I'm 78 in two months, and um, I don't know how long I'm going to be here, and no one does. But I just, I think what's aggravating me more than anything else is that I've got all this fucking information, and I, I have no way to download it. Um, I feel like... I feel like, I, I guess I get frustrated that there's no one that seems to be interested enough anymore to want that. I mean, I don't know where I went wrong. I don't know where things fell apart. I don't know what happened. Um, I don't think that that's the case. I don't think that there's no one interested who wants it. I think... Um, I think it's a little more complicated than that. And I don't think it's a matter of where, yeah, but I don't think it's a matter of personalities and where you went wrong or, or how things fell apart. I think it's more a matter of, I think it's a little bit of a combination of um, being a very, very thorough teacher and instilling a sense of passion in each of us to such a degree that it's, you've also instilled the passion and the delight of discovering these things through doing on our own, just as you've done it. You know, that doesn't mean that nobody wants your knowledge, but it does mean that you have sparked that thing in each of us to go, oh, great. I can like, you know, look what I've discovered here. You, you've given us the markers on the path. Mm -hmm. I think it's also a matter of a sort of, I know from my perspective, I know that you have a very vast amount of knowledge. And it's not, it's not like it's in a book, you know, it's not in one place. It needs to be collected and collated and organized and for me, when I think about that, I think I wouldn't even know where to begin asking you, let alone helping to collate it. That's not something, and I just want to be clear, mm -hmm. I don't like doing that for my own shit. So, but oh, yeah. no, it's, no, I, I it's, it's the, so I think it's, it's, I think there's an overwhelm in general, not only for yourself, but for others that kind of renders everyone impotent in a certain way. But I think it's also, 
I don't think it's a matter of where you went wrong. I think it's a matter of where you went right. And, and instilling that passion in each of us and teaching us how to learn in this way, which is really what you did, you know, which is really, I think, what the best kinds of teachers always do. You said it at the beginning of our conversation that, you know, this guy that I'm complaining about um, is somebody who just gives answers. You know, they always feed the answers and there's no, it's for people who don't want to discover on their own, whatever the psychology is, but that's not what you did. And that's what I believe a really, really good teacher and a true sensei actually is, is you not only showed us kind of like the way of the techniques, but you also showed us how to learn them. You showed us how to become completely independent and you gave us the tools for that. And that on the one hand shoots you in the foot, but on the other hand, it's the most precious gift that you could have passed on to any of us. And, and that's exactly what I want. I always want my, I've always wanted my students to be better than I. And the art teaches you. Once you get to a certain point, the art itself can teach you. You don't need me or uh, it's easier because uh, it takes you a hell of a long time to discover what you can get from me or somebody else who's been there a little bit further. But if you're really devoted to it and you keep at it, uh, you'll discover an awful lot. And the art can teach you. But this, to me, this art has always been about sharing and about um, growth and about self-betterment. But yeah, I think I think it would be great if you shared some of these things. You know, well, I know I that you, I know you felt from... really uncomfortable for a really long time. But I, I will tell you this from a purely selfish perspective: you mm -hmm. would be helping me and Mark and Jason and Brian and everybody who comes from you. You'd be helping us out an awful lot. Because I go out into the world and I'm like, yeah, I've seen, you know, it's occasionally when someone's not being a dick and they say like, you know, wow, you're good. You know, where did you learn? You know, are you Bunjin Khan? No, I'm not Bunjin Khan, Genpo Khan. You know, I've studied under Chad Minj in Los Angeles. Who? You know, well, he's got an interesting history. You know, it's, but one of the originals, never heard of him. Yeah. I know that's how ninja he is. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be able to nice isn't the word I'm looking for, you know, to 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 be able to point to a source and say this is where I come from mm -hmm. is a really useful thing. So <clears throat> when I run across situations that I have to where People that I gave an awful lot to don't even have the courtesy to uh, say hi, but more than anything else, to be forgotten. 
at least to feel like I've been forgotten. That's a discourtesy. And uh, well, I mean, you might. I know that you've 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 pissed a lot of people off. Yeah, you've got some enemies, but oh yeah, you actually might have a lot more friends than you think. You know. Yeah, I have done my best over the years not to hold grudges. Believe it or not, learned it from martial arts. The moment you close the door, then you close a person's ability to escape or think they can escape. Um, and the same thing, to close the door is to completely um, <laughs> please shut down the idea that there can be no reconciliation. Um, and it takes very little with me just a high. So. Um, well, I mean, haven't you also learned from martial arts that it ain't over till it's over? Oh, yeah. So who but knows you have, what's going to come next? I guess I'm going through a lot right now. This stupid COVID is driving me nuts. It wasn't really that long ago that no. you that you were looking at, you know, like so there's some shifts and some changes and not really sure. And then COVID, of course, is like sort of prolonged everything. Yeah, um it, it kicked it. It kicked it, but it kind of, I mean, it's 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 just made this transition more acute, I think, in some ways, because you know. For me, when I entered the beginning of this year, there was a sense of like, okay, so this is the year that in my business plan, you know, A, B, C, D, E, F would happen. But I found myself unable to actually start really making those things go because another part of, another sense was like, it's, it's, this isn't the right time. Mm -hmm. This is before I knew that there was a lockdown coming and then the lockdown came and I thought, like everybody, you know, well, what's the point of doing anything at all? You know, what's happening? We don't understand. We, we all feel so lost. And this year, which has lasted for 20 years, has also, for me, allowed me the time to understand that, you know, this transition, I thought last year when I was going through a transition that that transition was done but it wasn't, it's still going on. And the fact that my life isn't filled up with other like busy stuff means that I just get to sit with this transition for a super long time, which makes it seem longer, but it just means that it's not done yet. You know, that whatever, however things are gonna settle into whatever new thing for you personally in your life, I don't mean in the world in general, although that's true also, um, hasn't settled yet so that's what I mean when I say it ain't over when it's over I don't mean your life I mean oh, no 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 I, I mean these I mean these this transition period I know for me when I left Los Angeles and I know that you were really unhappy that now you finally had a female instructor and she leaves but for me there was a lot of very 
complicated emotions mm -hmm. um, that I had to sort out regarding my relationship to the art itself and who I am and what is this identity and, and is that an identity that I want? And even though, I mean, my feeling really when I left LA was like, well, you know, I've achieved my instructor's belt, which is, that was a promise I made to myself as a thank you to you. Um, I did that because that was the only way I knew how to thank you for, for what you gave me. But then I left and I was like, okay, well, that's, I was like, that's done. I don't have to do that again. But then I found myself when I went to Chicago, find myself training, suddenly find myself teaching, suddenly find myself with students. Mm -hmm. When I went to Paris, again, it's not something I was looking for, but suddenly find myself teaching and with students, although not able to train because I didn't want to deal with like the crazy mm -hmm. Bunge, there's oh, like some, some really goofy Bunjinkan guys in Paris that I don't want to deal with. And of course, and it took me all that time to really sort out this relationship that I have with Ninpo, with the art, not with you so much, but with the art and what this means for me and who I am. And it's even here, when I came here and I said, okay, I'm going to moved to Berlin and I'm going to launch Pretty Deadly in the way that I actually envisioned it 10 years ago in Chicago. I'm really going to pursue this. Um, I still would not introduce myself as a martial artist or even a self-defense instructor. I, I hid it. You know, it's really only in this past year, I think, maybe a little bit longer where I, I am very out about, out about it. But it, that's taken me a long time to get comfortable with for a lot of different reasons. You know, it's, it's not worth going through all of them. But I don't know if everybody else has those. Everybody's got their relationship. And the, the thing about NIMPO and our specific training in NIMPO with you is it, for, the, for like sort of my class, my generation, and, and, that, and Brian and Alan would be actually the generation before me that training that you gave us was so deep and so complex in itself that, and the art itself is also deep and complex. Not in the sense that things can be so hard to do, but that, you know, there, as you say, there's like, the art will teach you, there's, there, you, it, you never stop learning. There's always stuff to learn. And then you start learning how to, how to, you know, the things that you learn in NIMPO and how that translates into life or how you can use those lessons in, in life. And, you know, it's just this amazingly rich, complex, never ending, abundant source. But it's complicated. And I know it's, for me, that process, maybe I've gone through that. I've gone through that in the time that it's taken me to go through it. You know, and I would say that that's been about a little, it's been about nine years. Yes, I know. Yeah, so it's, um, we all have journeys. Um, and uh, for me, th this, this art just changed my life. Mine too. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think it, I think it affects everybody some way. But um, 
it's it, as you're saying it's it's complicated but it's complicated in its simplicity yeah um and yeah. the thing that i um the point to which i arrived with the art is that is extremely simple extremely simple it's all these complex waza that we do and everything else which we have to go through you need to do it but it really comes back to the simplest things that you learned when you were going from white belt to black belt because mm -hmm. it's all mm -hmm. right there. Um, you put it in reaching for a cup. There's your fudoka. Mm -hmm. But you mm -hmm. have to go through all of this other crap to get to, you know, <laughs> giving somebody a cup idea. And it's not just the mechanics, it's the spirit behind it. And it goes back to something Tanamoto said to me a thousand years ago was the spirit will overcome the physical every single time. So you have to train the spirit. You have to develop the spirit. But you have to go through all of this stuff. And it comes right back to the most simplistic aspects of the art. And um, I used to say that the art's a minuscule model of the universe. Um, as you train in it, you're training in life. At the end of every ninjutsu class, the students bow to the sensei and say, Arigato gozaimashita, thank you for teaching me. And the sensei bows back and says, thank you for teaching me to the students. We do this because there is always something to learn, and teachers come in many forms, regardless of how long they've been training or the color of their belt. The lesson is to learn how to recognize them. 2020 has been a significant year for me personally. It's the 20th anniversary that I survived the attack that set me on this path in life. And it's my 20 year anniversary of practicing ninjutsu. Like Sensei Minj, the art has given me so much. And I hope that going forward, it can find its way to you too. Arigato gozaimashita. If you would like to learn more about Sensei Chadwick Minge and the things he has to teach, you can find out all about him and his school in Covington, Louisiana at the Dojo Covington, that's all one word, dot com. The soundtrack for our podcast is the original track Icarus Wish by Dead Centuries. You can download more music from this fab Berlin-based punk band from Bandcamp at bandcamp.deadcenturies.com. Happy New Year! Pretty Deadly Self-Defense is a self-defense program based in Berlin, but with coaches and trainers in a growing number of cities in Europe and around the world. If you want to join us just to take a course or to become a coach, a trainer, or even offer Pretty Deadly in your school or studio, let us know through our website at prettydeadlyselfdefense.com or find us through our app. Just search for Pretty Deadly Self-Defense in your favorite app store and download for free. And remember that all of our paid programs fund our volunteer work. So when you empower yourself, you're actually empowering another woman too. 
Thanks for being here. I'm Susie Colick, and you've been listening to the Pretty Deadly Podcast. See you next week. <laughs>